Welcome to Storytime on the Bushnell Project. Way different from anything I've been doing lately, but I thought it would be great to have story time, and I want to tell a story straight from the Bible. It's an entire book of the Bible that actually never mentions God by name, but it is all about the greatness of God, and it's an incredible story. So let me introduce some of the key characters so that you kids can follow along and us dads can keep up too, right? So it's there's a great kingdom, and the kingdom has a king. And Azarias is the king's name. His Greek name is uh, Xerxes, which sometimes comes up, but I'll try to keep us straight. We'll just know, know him as the king. And he is uh, king over this providence or this kingdom that is really from modern day Italy all the way into China, includes areas all the way down into the Middle East, modern day Israel, Iraq, Iran, which back then would have been Persia. This is the Persian kingdom, right? So it's, it's known as Persia. He's the king of Persia. And uh, he has a queen. And in this first chapter, we're going to really meet the king and the queen. And there's going to be a little hiccup in their relationship. And that's going to lead to some other. So other key people that have come up in this is the king's adverse um, advisor. And um, his advisor is, is Haman. And he's greatly not liked by the Jewish people. Within the Jewish people, there's this guy, Mordecai, who is greatly hated by Haman. So Haman and Mordecai are really sort of the two key people in the story, even though it's named Esther. So who's Esther? Esther's a teenage girl. Esther's just a teenage girl who's Jewish descent. And her cousin, who's who's much older, is Mordecai. And Mordecai has oversight over his cousin, Esther, and so we don't know what happened to their parents. And this is in the time when the Jews have been dispersed. They're actually being allowed to come back together. But right now, this these people have not. And Haman wants to destroy all the Jews. He hates them. So Haman and Mordecai are the two keys. Esther is Mordecai's cousin that the book is named after. And she's a teenager and then there's the king. There's a few other players, but those are the main players. So let's start off and see what happens with the king and the queen that would cause us to even have a story about Esther. How about that? So now in the days of Xerxes, the Xerxes who reigned from India to Ethiopia, over 127 providences. In those days, when King Xerxes sat on his royal throne in Susa, the citadel, that's just a, it's a city, the city of Susa, in the third year of his reign, he gave a feast for all his officials and servants, the army of Persia and the, and and media, and <clears throat> media is a place, not the media, like TV, uh, Persia and the Medes and the nobles and governors of the provinces were before him, while he showed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor and pomp of his greatness for many days, 180 days. Now, let me just explain that a little bit. He's basically having a parade for himself and he's showing off his great army that has conquered these 127 provinces. 
And that's why his world that he has conquered is so big, because of his army, and he's showing off his stuff. He's showing off his toys and all of his slaves and everything that is his. And he's throwing a big party, and it lasts for 180 days. So some historians think it lasts 180 days because people would come and go. And so he just kept this parade going for 180 days. We don't really know. I haven't seen any pictures from it, and I wasn't there. But there's lots of discussion about that. But basically, he's showing off his store, his toys and his power and his army. And he's having a great time. And he's invited everybody else who might think they're great to show them that no one's as great as him. He is the greatest person on the planet at the moment. So verse 5. And when these days were completed, the king gave for all the people present in Susa, the citadel, both great and small, meaning both important people and not important people, a feast lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and violet hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rods and marble pillars and also couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of of potpourri and marble and the mother of pearl and precious stones. In other words, it was really, really well decorated and you probably weren't allowed to touch anything, right? So it's one of those places, it's like going into your grandmother's living room if, you, if your grandmother has a living room that you're not allowed in, right? So that's but very, very highly decorated, right? Verse 7, drinks were served in golden uh, vessels, vessels of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king. And drinking was according to this edict. There is no compulsion, for the king had given orders to all the staff of his palace to do as each man desired. Queen Vasti, who uh, King Queen Vasti also gave a feast for the women in the palace that belonged to King Xerxes. So the king is throwing a big party for all the men. The queen is throwing a big party for all the women. It's a very nicely decorated place. They've got really good food, and it's an all-you-can-drink kind of party. All right? So I know a lot of you guys can uh, relate to what's going on here. Now, on the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry, he was drunk with wine, uh, it says with wine, not drunk. I put that in there. He commanded Mahoman, Bizar, Habona, Bigtha. Bigtha, what a name, right? Bigtha, like for your... Anyway, I won't go there. And Abagatha, Zelthar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Azurskis, to bring Queen Vasti before the king with her royal crown in order to show the, the peoples and the princes her beauty for she was lovely to look at. But Queen Vasti refused to come at the king's command delivered by the eunuchs. And this the king became enraged and his anger burned within him. All right, so he is throwing a big men's party and he wants his queen, he wants to show off his queen. Like He's been showing off all his stuff and now he's got all of his closer friends or the people that live closer to Susa right there. And now he wants to say, hey, you guys want to see the beautiful queen? Let me show her to you. Now, there's a little bit more than that. He probably wanted her to dance. And probably not just a normal dance. He wasn't going to be dancing with her. It was a dance for her to 
stance before the guys. So then the king said to the wise men who knew, <coughs> knew the times, for this was the king's procedure toward all who were versed in law and judgment, the men, the men next to him being Karshina and Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Muris, Marcina, and Memukan, the seven princes of Persia and Mede, who saw the king's face and sat first in the kingdom. So these are the guys that the king trusted the most. These were his, his key wise men, king advisors. According to the law, what is to be done with Queen Basti? Because she has not performed the command of King Xerxes, the King Xerxes delivered by the eunuchs. And I'm saying, uh, uh, I always get his Greek name and stuff in there. So anyways, it's the king. Uh, then Memukhan uh, said in the presence of the king and the officers, officials, not only against the king has Queen Vasti done wrong, but also against all the officials and all the people who are all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's behavior will be made known to all women, causing them to look at their husband with contempt, since they will say, well, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vasti to be brought before him, and she did not come. So what he's saying is that, all right, if you give in to her, then all men will have to give in to their wives. The women are going to rule. They're going to rule. And so that was really the first and the first real men's powwow. And we have to assume that the women had a powwow too. Oh, in fact, here we go. Let's look. So um, let me catch up to myself here. Uh, this very day, the noble women of Persia and Media who and Mede, who have heard of the queen's behavior, will say the same to all the king's officials. I already that. Let the royal order. Oh yeah, uh, if it please the king, let a royal royal order go out from him and let him let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, so that it may not be repealed. That Vasti is never again to come before King Xerxes. And let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, for it is vast, all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low alike. This advice pleased the king and the princesses, and the king did as Memukan proposed. He sent letters to all the royal provinces, to every province in its own script or its own language, and to every people in its own language, that every man be master in his own household and speak according to the language of his people. All right, so the men get together after the queen said no, and they kind of have this all-powerful men's meeting. And back in those days, the men could do this. This is what the men could do. I'm not saying that was right. I'm just saying what happened, right? And I think I got it. I think I got mixed up a little bit there in, in the middle of those verses. But it was, this is the context of it. They had a big party. The king wanted, and it was all the men, and the king wanted to show off his queen. And men tend to think of their wives as property, which is not a good thing. That's not true. They are made in the likeness of God, men and women, and we are equal in God's sight. And so this, but this was not a, a godly man. This was not a Jewish man. This king did not know God. 
And so he was acting in their culture and in their custom. So Queen Vasti is actually, Vasti's pretty wise here, not wanting to go to that party, but it does set the stage now for a queen being removed. So she's going to be removed. And then the king is going to realize that he misses having a queen and wants to have a queen. And so they're going to launch the first ever beauty contest. And we're going to be introduced to Esther. So we'll get into chapter two next time. Hope you guys are enjoying this story time. You have to let me know what you think. Go to my Facebook page, the Bushnell Project on on the Bushnell uh, on Facebook, or go to my page on Facebook and tell me what you think. And we'll try to keep pressing on. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great, great day.